Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hello, loves. Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this beautiful day? Um, I hope wherever you are, you're feeling groovy in your neighborhood because, you know, that intro music really gets you going, doesn't it? Um, And if you're having a kind of meh day, which happens, you know, just play some music that really keeps you going, you know, just something that picks you up. Doesn't have to like totally permanently um, solve the problem or put you in a permanently good mood. Just a little lift is all you need. So I am coming at you today feeling groovy in my neighborhood because the sun is finally out. Oh man, it has been so long since I've seen the sun and it just feels good. I don't, I don't think I realized just how much non-sun affects me. I mean, generally I know, but the difference, the contrast, I'm like, wow. Okay. Yes. And the time of this recording, it's about 4.30 in the afternoon and the sun is still out. And I'm like, yes, longer days are coming. Very excited about this because the sun's still out and it's not pitch black. Yay. <laughs> Woohoo. Okay. So I have uh, pulled a Oracle, an Oracle card for you from the Starseed Oracle deck. And what came forward today is a new earth. It's happening. Keep holding the vision. Now, if there were any card that was more appropriate, it's this one. Considering the dramatic shifts that are happening on this planet, both in terms of the unfolding genocide in Palestine and the crazy weather, climate change is real. The new earth is being born. Just going to tell you that. Okay. So let us consult the guidebook to say a little bit more in detail what that actually means. Um, as soon as I find it, because I pulled the card and apparently a new earth, (laughs) we're going with a instead of N for new earth, you would think, right? So here we go. Don't give up now. And I know sidebar, a lot of us who are advocating for a ceasefire, who are rallying for free Palestine, we are feeling that, that frustration that, you know, how much longer do we have to keep shouting for justice, for the end of the murders? How long? I mean, keep going. And yes, I know it's, it's, it's a, it's a tasking. I can't even, apparently I can't even talk because I keep repeating myself. <laughs> I'm like stuttering. I don't know. Um, but don't give up now. That's what this card is saying. It's keep going because when something new is being born, let's just think about babies, right? When mothers are birthing babies, it's hard. 
I mean, you are pushing and you are pushing and they don't call it labor for nothing, right? And so we must endure. When a, when a mother is birthing a child, she's not going to be like, okay, you know what? I, I'm, I'm tapping out. Forget it. This baby's not going to get born. <laughs> I mean, I know there are some who opt for a C-section, but we're going to put that aside for now. We're just going to talk for the use of the metaphor that when we are giving birth to something new, we need to keep going until it is completed, until the new thing is born. Okay. So don't give up now. You are closer than you think. We are all closer than we think. What we perceive is just a small, small, teeny percentage of what the big picture is. So, and I've talked about this before. So we need to lean into trust that our progress, as small as it might seem, actually is moving things forward. Okay. All right. I'll stop interrupting myself and continue with the guidebook. I know it's hard to hold the frequency of a new age when it feels as if so much is crumbling and so many are losing faith. This is your sign that you are facing in the right direction. You have a great gift in being able to see the potential of things before they exist. And I will say, some may not even be aware that they have the potential to see things before they exist. It's just a feeling. It's a, a knowingness, right? And, and we just trust and move in that direction. That's, you know, how it happens sometimes. So tend to the new seeds. Dream them into existence. Don't lose faith now. Keep your focus fixed, okay? You know, I, I'll, I'll continue reading from the guidebook in a second, but I just saw a video of um, Greg J. Stoker who gave a speech at a rally in Austin um, just the other day. And he encapsulated so much of what's happening in Gaza right now and the West Bank in, in such exact words in such a compact, concise amount of time. It was, it was amazing. Like just laser focus. You want to talk about keeping that focus fixed. He did. And he's saying, it doesn't matter where you are right now. Palestine is part of us, whether we acknowledge it or not. We can't go back to how it used to be before. Kind of like with the pandemic. We can't go back to 2019, not in terms of our current existence. Sure, we can reminisce. We can get nostalgic for those days pre-COVID, but we can't go back. We have been irrevocably changed. And some of us may not even be aware of it, but it is happening. It's happening energetically. It's happening at the cellular level. And so... A lot of us who are not aware, who are not awake, who are not paying attention, who are still holding on to what's familiar, what's, what's old, are experiencing great suffering, great pains. It's growing pains. And if you don't allow for the growing pains to expand you, it's going to be painful because it's, it's going to happen whether you want to ha- let it happen or not. You're not in control of evolution. We are constantly growing and evolving and we either go with the flow or we resist it or we hold on to the old ways. And when you hold on to the old ways, it is more painful because the change will happen no matter what. 
So Greg J. Stoker, go check him out on Instagram. His speech from the February 4th uh, rally in Austin, that's worth checking out. And so let's continue with the guidebook, okay? Because Palestine will always be part of this new earth that's being born. Okay, so planting new seeds and bringing about a shift of the ages is no mean feat, as we can see from the worldwide response to the Western leaders' refusal to enact a ceasefire. It requires extreme trust and a radical vision. This is for sure. So much trust. We have to keep going. We have to keep collaborating. We have to keep talking to each other and keep the momentum going forward. We have extreme trust and we have a radical vision for a new earth. If you pull this card, it's a reminder to have faith. So have faith, my friends. You are not alone. If you are feeling like I do sometimes that, you know, the people immediately around you in your physical community seem to be on the opposite side of where you are. If you feel alone, remember, I'm here. I am out here. And you can totally reach me through DMs on Instagram. You can email me. All the information is in the show notes. But know that you are not alone and to keep the faith. We are all keeping the faith to endure. So spiritually speaking, you chose to be here to be part of this global shift. (laughs) I know sometimes we're like, wait, what? Really? I chose this? Yes. Yes. But you forgot because amnesia. Uh, Whether you are bringing it about through Uh, Oh, okay. So the global shift, right? Whether you're bringing it about through prayer and meditation or through working on a new project, job, or creation, keep going. It's happening. Don't give up now. And this is really important because it's not just about what you do on the global scale, right? You know, let's call and email our representatives continuing to demand for a ceasefire. For example, it's not just that. It's also what you do in your personal life. You know, the small projects, whether it's, you know, knitting some, a scarf for a friend, or maybe you feel the need to try some new recipes in the kitchen that look fantastic on, you know, TikTok, (laughs) which is what one of my kids does. Um, But whatever it is, whatever project, whatever vision you have, there will inevitably be a test of your resolve a test that is not a test, but rather a growth edge. It's an invitation to say, hey, do you really want this vision to be made manifest? Do you really want it realized in the physical plane? Because if you do, then you got to go through this hard thing because that will grow you, that will expand you to be the person you need to be who has this vision realized. You know, so it's, it's a concept that I have been unpacking for some time now where you have a vision, you have a vision board, right? And a lot of us who are still stuck in the 3D tend to create steps towards that goal, which is, which is great. I mean, we are human and we are in this three-dimensional world. And so we must play that by those rules where, okay, let's say, um, I need a new car. My goal is a new car. Now my, um, human self will make this plan to, well, let's presume that I am working a job, right? We'll make a plan, a budget to put aside money towards a car. 
Okay. And so we tuck away money little by little, you know, $20 here, $100 there. You know, maybe you get lucky and you're, someone gives you like a, a raise or whatever it is. And then you get stuck. You're like, oh man, this expense popped up and that expense popped up. And now I can't save for the car. Like really? Because in your mind, you have this timeline of when you're going to reach that goal of getting enough money for that car. And so you're like, okay, well, I have this unexpected expense I need to really address and pay for. And this thing came up. So I guess I have to just put off saving for the car and I will make it through somehow. Right. Or, you know, maybe someone who has less resolve might be like, you know what, forget it. I'm not even going to bother. I'm not going to bother trying to save for a car because it's pointless because I just, I'm not getting any momentum. I'm not really saving any money. It's like going to take me forever to buy a car. So I should just might as well give up now. You ever have that, you know, not specifically for the car, but just with certain aspirations and goals that you might have, you're just like, oh, forget it. Well, that is the growth edge. That is the moment where you're like, okay, so these unexpected expenses to to continue the, the car story. Okay. These unexpected expenses came up and derailed your plan, you know, for it's your plan, not the universe's plan, your plan to save money for a car. All right. So keep going. And if you keep going, you don't know what's going to happen. So what, let's say you keep going, you know, you're like, all right, well, I'm not going to put away any money, uh, this month, but I will at least tuck away, you know, $20 into the, the car fund, you know, and then the next month you're like, all right, well, I really can't do that, but I'll still tuck away $20 here. And so what if it means that I have to wait another six months before I can really get the car, right? And so you just keep going. And then what happens in the process is that you become a different person. You evolve, you learn better skills, you learn better money management techniques, and pretty soon you get better and better at tucking money away or maybe managing your money in investments somehow and getting a higher return on the money that you invest. Whatever it is, you know, maybe it's not even financial know-how. Maybe it's something like, you know, someone in your family, some distant relative decides that they want to, they haven't seen you in a while, like a tita or something, and they want to make up for not seeing you. So they send you a bunch of money just to say hello. You know, I've, I don't know if there's anyone that has that kind of situation, but I do know that when I was a kid growing up, I did have godparents who would just randomly send me money, not randomly, but they would send me money for my birthday and for Christmas. And I never saw them. I mean, they were friends of my parents, but I would just remember how excited I was just to receive unexpected money. And so this is what might happen. If you keep going, you might receive unexpected money. You know, maybe you're walking in the street and like a $20 bill like blows across your way. You're like, wait, what? What? <laughs> you know, I've had that happen. We're just like random money shows up. And so as you grow and evolve, you are the, you become that version of you that is receptive to money that sees money everywhere. Maybe the, the old version of you that gets derailed by these unexpected expenses doesn't see, literally see the $20 bill rolling, but you know, blowing in the wind across your path on the sidewalk, you know, cause maybe you're too stuck in your phone crying about how you don't have any money looking at your balance or whatever that you missed the $20 bill that's floating past your shoe, you know, whereas if you were growing 
beyond that challenge of unexpected expenses derailing your, you know, masterful plan for saving and you're walking down the street and the $20 blows across your feet and you're like, wait, what? You're more receptive. And so it's important for us to keep going, to have faith and understand these challenges as moments of evolution, of growth, of development, the challenge for you to rise to the occasion so that you can expand the version of you of who you are in that moment to the next version. It may not feel like big leaps of evolution. They may be small and incremental, but pay attention to that. Pay attention to that because you will start to see more and more opportunities for growth. You will see your vision of the world expand, your vision for your life start to expand, and then you will start to see possibilities that you didn't see there before. Why? Because you rose to the challenge where then you evolved, you changed, you learned new things, your soul expanded. And then suddenly all these doors are open and you're like, wait, were those doors there the whole time? The answer is yes. The doors were there all the time, but now your eyes have been opened. Your perspective has widened. So it's important for us to keep going when it comes to a vision that we are holding for ourselves, for the planet, for whatever it is that fills our heart with so much love and joy. Okay. Okay. Now that was a big digression off of the guidebook, but that's okay. <laughs> Cause that's, that's what we do here. Okay. So the world needs more dreamers like you for sure. My friends, for sure. More people with hope in their hearts. Yes. Especially given that I think we're on day 112, 113 of this genocide. Um, people are starting to wane in their hope, but we need to keep going. We need to hold hope in our hearts. And if we have a hard time with that, we need to find our people who do, who, who still have that hope, who are continuing to cultivate that hope. And when you can find those people, then you will feel nourished again, where your hope will then come back to life and thrive. Okay. So the road ahead may not be plain sailing, you know, it never is. Ushering a new age in times of change never is. <laughs> I didn't even read that until just now. It's just so funny. Okay. You are being encouraged to remember that what you've been working toward for so long is almost here. Almost here. Almost here, my friends. Don't question yourself now. Mm-mm. Don't waver. Mm, nope. Dig your devotion deep. Yes. Dig your heels into that deep devotion to your heart's vision. For if you do in the not too distant future, you will be able to sit back and watch all that you have carefully planted and nurtured grow and bloom. So everything you've planted is about to bloom. It's very exciting. It's possible. Keep focusing on your dreams you are closer than you think. And this card comes with an inquiry question. How can you keep holding the vision? Hmm. How can you keep holding that vision? Well, for me, 
I'll give you an example. For me, with regard to Palestine, I look to the Palestinians and their resolve to endure. I look at their generosity in their hearts. I look at how they care for each other. And that is what gives me hope. That is what they say when people, you know, tell us that Palestine will free us because the Palestinian people are showing us compassion, how to extend compassion, how to extend care to each other in ways that are not steeped in resentment or anger or, you know, I don't know. I I, I don't, I also am being, I, I don't want to assume, we'll put it that way. I don't want to assume that everybody is like this, right? But collectively, the Palestinian people have shown us resolve, have shown us resilience. And that is what I want to cultivate for myself, for my kids, for the people in my community. And this is how I keep holding the vision. Because the vision that I have is for a world where there is justice, where we are working in connection with each other, where we are supporting each other, where we are in community, collective care for each other. And I really do think it's possible. I don't, I don't know when it will happen, but I do keep, I keep that hope. Um, so yeah. Okay. Now let us think about how we can continue to hold the vision when everything seems to be falling apart, right? When things are falling apart, there is panic from our egos. It doesn't feel safe. Our structures that are familiar, even though they were oppressive, even though they were harmful, it was a known factor. It was, it was something that was known. And so there is safety in that, according to the ego. It's like, oh, this is familiar. This is familiar pain. This is familiar suffering, but you know what? It's familiar. So it's okay. We know how to handle it. We know how to, how to survive, how to get through. But what if we could envision a world where it's not about getting through, it's not about survival, but about thriving, about really holding that vision for an existence that allows for the parasympathetic nervous system to ease in our bodies, for us to feel a softness rather than always being on alert. But first we have to endure the crumbling of the systems. We can't fix the oppressive systems or any of the structures that our current society thrives in. You know, capitalist society is, has been built over so long that we need to just tear it down and start over. So many people have tried to quote unquote repair 
the systems from the inside out. But there's no, there's no doing that. You can't make an oak tree into a maple tree by fixing its insides. No, you have to take the whole tree down and plant the tree that you want. You want that maple tree. Or just plant the maple tree next to it. No, I don't like using the trees as a metaphor because I love trees and I hate oppressive systems. So I feel like that analogy was really not fitting at this time, but that was all that I could think of in the moment. In the moment. But you understand what I'm saying. So here's one example that uh, a teacher of mine used to give all the time is, you know, you want the new car. Here we go with cars again, right? You want the new car, but you live in a one car garage kind of house. And so in order to make room in the garage for the new car, you need to get rid of the old car. And I don't want to hear it from y'all who are like, well, you could just park it outside. It's not the point. Just, you know, go with me on this analogy. If you want a new car, you need to make space for the new car. So you need to get rid of or release or let go of the old car. And in this metaphor, the old car is capitalist, patriarchal, white supremacy. There you go. Easy enough. So if it was only so simple as to just put all those systems in a car, pull it out of the garage and drive it off a cliff, <laughs> you know, but that's not how it works. And so what's happening now is with all of the actions that are happening, not just in Palestine, but also the Houthis in Yemen, how they are acting in resistance to Palestinian genocide by stopping commercial cargo ships by running interference into the capitalist system. Because if you mess up the supply chain, that's going to cause a lot of disruption in the capitalist world. And the capitalists do not like that, which is why the U.S. is now bombing Yemen. So looking to them as an example for tearing down the systems that are in place, sort of assisting the crumbling of those systems so that we can kind of clean it out, clean out the garage so that we can then put the new car in. We can plant new seeds of what's possible, of how we can be in relationship with each other, in community with each other in a way that is loving and mutually supportive and mutually caring. It's a big vision, it feels like. But also, I see the violence that keeps happening. And I see the global citizenship, the global people speaking out against all the violence. And it's, it's the tides are turning. It's kind of slow, but the momentum is shifting. And the countries in the West know it. They are hanging on with clawed hands on the edge of the cliff. 
and they're saying, nope, we're going to try every last bit of what we got of the old system, which none of us want. We want nothing to do with that. But these Western countries are trying to make one last go of it. That's what happens when you know you're on the losing side. And so it's important for us to keep going. It's important for us to stay strong, to endure, to have the resilience, to look to the Palestinian people for an example of resilience, of endurance. May we be forever changed for the good because of what is happening in Palestine. May we hold the vision that we have for ourselves as well as the planet, a vision that is in the interest for the best and highest good of all people. May that continue to guide us in our actions as we continue to fight for a just world full of peace and harmony. Hmm. Didn't know that was going to happen with that card. (laughs) Oh, these Oracle cards are so fun because it always opens up another door or another portal that I, I don't necessarily expect. So that is our episode for today, my friends. And uh, of course, I will close the episode with a poem by Hafez, the great Sufi mystic poet. And the, let's see, I want to read something that I haven't read yet, but I keep falling or landing on the ones that I, that I've read so many times before. All right, here is a poem by Hafez. It's called Back Into Herself. A billion times God has turned man into himself. You stand in line for the highest gift, for his generosity cannot end. But best to bring an instrument along while waiting in the cold desert and make some dulcet sounds to accompany the palm's swaying arms that are casting silhouettes against the sky's curtain from our fire. Remind the friend of your desire and great patience. A billion times God has turned man back into herself. We all stand in line for the highest gift. Hmm. All right, friends, that is all for today. I hope you all have a beautiful week. I hope that you can continue to hold the vision to keep going. And if you do need any kind of support, any kind of cheerleading, just reach out. I'm here. And until next time, the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Namaste. If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge, Spark Joy in Chaos, by signing up for my newsletter, which will be more light to your inbox. Go to suryagiyan.com slash subscribe.